When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. As promised, we're back with a second matchups episode this week. This one for the Baltimore offense uh, versus the Houston defense. And joining me, of course, as always, is co-host Frazier Tafar. Frazier, how are you doing? Doing good, Ken. Glad to be back on for our offensive matchups this week. I think this is going to be the hefty amount of analysis we have for this game. I know we're off. We're excited to see Lamar Jackson take over and right his wrongs in the playoffs. Yeah. It's a, definitely a, a moment of redemption and a few weeks of redemption for Lamar uh, ahead of him uh, and and uh, an opportunity to change the narrative on on his career. I think, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves, but if he were to run the table here, uh, and it's a, it's not an easy stretch, it'll be a three, tough three-game run, um, you know, we're now in a discussion of where does Lamar Jackson's Hall of Fame candidacy begin? It would be a Super Bowl in the books. It would be two MVPs. He's got most of the foreground scenery necessary to make the Hall of Fame if he's able to do that. Um, and then it's a matter of getting the background scenery, being an outstanding quarterback for a decade yep. um, that would uh, you know, do the other things. So a couple more Pro Bowls, maybe another All-Pro at some point, and, uh, and he'd be in pretty good shape, I would, I, I would think. But anyway, let's uh, let's uh, start it off here, and uh, you know, we've got so much background information on this. But why don't you start us off with your first uh, matchup that you you want to see the Ravens win? Yep, my first matchup of the day is the receivers versus Houston's DBs. Um, the main guy I'm looking at this week is Rashad Bateman. Uh, I've been really excited about him, seeing him progress throughout the season. Um, I think he's just a ticking time bomb, waiting to explode. We've seen some of the flashes in Miami. He had that drop catch, but it was a good good play by him. Everything was good on that. He had way more catches later in the game. It was I'm excited to see how Rashad Bateman is able to continuously get open against these lackluster second tier DBs that the Houston has, other than uh Stingley, right? Yep. Yeah. Other than Stingley, it's pretty it's pretty bad. Um looking for Zay Flowers to eat too on that coverage. Don't know who they're going to put Stingley on. I'm assuming OBJ just because of his uh, tier of receiver that he is, but it's going to be probably the mistake that they make. I don't know that they change sides. I don't know if they chase. Uh, my guess is probably they won't do that, that they, they'll keep Stingley at left corner where he's played most of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see Steven Nelson at right corner, which means he's on the X receiver. 
and and most of the time anyway. And I'd expect you know we'll see that be Bateman a, a fair amount of the time. So it should be should be interesting. The Ravens move people around. They don't have you know set X and Z receivers the most. But when Bateman is on the field, he's most commonly uh, of the various positions he could be in be, be in that X spot. Uh, you mentioned a, 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 some discussion about these uh, uh, cornerbacks. It's not a very impressive lot. And Stingley himself, while he grades very highly in PFF and he's done well in terms of yards, per, uh, sorry, uh, in terms of some metrics, yards per target has been terrible. 8.5 yards per target, giving up a number of big plays. So he's a little bit of a boomer bust guy. Uh, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what his interception total is like. Um, I don't know for the season what he's got in terms of interceptions, but, but he's, he's been a guy who's given up 8.5 yards per target. That's, that's not good. Um, and you, you means he's not had um, good big plays made. It probably also meant the safeties have betrayed him. So the, the, the situation at safety for the, for the Texans is dire to say the least. So we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Desmond King, um, a guy who was one of their final roster cuts in August. He went to Pittsburgh, got released again by Pittsburgh, and he's played well down the stretch and given up only 5.9 yards per target. So he's actually pretty good slot corner. Uh, a little bit limited. Maybe if you think of uh, Arthur Mollette, he's probably a, a step ahead of him, but uh, but not too much ahead of him in terms of his his quality of play. And um, somebody who's a Texans fan would probably get real upset at that. But uh, <laughs> but the truth of the matter is Desmond King is a, is a kind of a journeyman at this point, particularly after being released twice this year. Uh, Steve Nelson, who's the former guy who played for Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, is now 31 years old, is the right cornerback, big boomer bust guy, one touchdown, five interceptions, 66.6 passer rating against, which is terrific, but 9.7 yards per target, which wow. is terrible. <laughs> so uh, uh, he can be beaten. And, uh, you know, it's, I think one of the things I look for out of this group is the Ravens receivers to play good defense when they need to on the football. This is a group that, that you know, one of the ways they can win this football game is by um, making interceptions. And Lamar Jackson needs to be very cognizant of that and not let the not let the ball sail on him. It's going to be difficult weather, probably for throwing the ball between the combination of wind and cold. Um, that's not good. It will take away some of Jackson's accuracy. It will also take away some from Stroud. Um, and uh, you know, maybe a game that's more focused on the difference between these two defenses. Uh, based on what's going on. I think the Ravens are extremely opportunistic, but the Texans are also quite opportunistic on the back end as well, uh, particularly at cornerback. Yep, and I think um, it's going to be interesting how we do approach the game plan, especially with the weather coming up. Um, You would love to see us continue to stretch the ball down vertically. Um, Miami was a pretty warm day for December, but I think I don't want to handcuff ourselves and play in a box due to, to the weather and have it just be a tight, tense game. Like I mentioned in the last last podcast, that's not the game plan we want to play. We want to play loose, take our shots, and not be scared. I think that's the main thing. Yeah, they don't. the, the Texans don't have a whole lot in the middle of the field. So the, the, the tight ends, to me, are – a place where you can you can really take advantage of them. They the and and running backs for that matter too. There uh, some some slow release plays. A you know a big play from Gus Edwards would be really nice to see in a game like this. But um, Blake Cashman is a pretty good coverage guy. What I'm hearing from Rivers McCown, who was on the Know Your Foe episode, is that he really did not play as well once he came back from his injury. But overall, his coverage stats are are, are really quite good 
for the year. So he's he's one guy. The other guys are not very good at all. Uh, Denzel Perryman is is out there. Uh, he's had a lot of tackling problems this year. Uh, Christian Harris had did have a pick six in the last game. Uh, he's their third off-ball linebacker. But their two safeties are absolutely awful. Jason Petra, <laughs> that's, maybe that's not fair. Jason Jalen Petra was the guy drafted after Hamilton, right? Um, in the in like you know he's one of the guys a lot of people thought very highly of. Nobody thought he was a first round pick. I don't think, but a lot of people thought he was should be taking the second round, and that's where he went, I believe, to the Texans, um, early mid second round. Um, he's now their full time. Could call him the full the, the the free safety. Could call him the strong safety because they kind of have two of those who are neither master of the free safety position. Uh, Petra has given up seven point three yards per target and a ninety two point four opposition pass rating. I'll start with this. It's very unusual for safeties in particular to give away really high opposition pass ratings because they have a lot of interception opportunities and they generally get tagged with fewer of the touchdowns in coverage. So they might miss a tackle and give up a touchdown, but they're not usually the the, the player that gives up the um, catch on that touchdown. So it doesn't usually float into their PFF passing stats um, if you go for that. It doesn't matter how PFF exactly scores it, but I'm, I'm just going to tell you they they usually end up with opposition passer ratings that are that are lower than 92.4 if you went through the the, the typical group. Wow, got one more here. The other safety for them is an old. Familiar name, DeAndre Houston Carson, who played, you know, a, a snap or two for the Ravens, maybe in one game or two games that he was active with them. And he's come back and he's been the starter for them since week nine and allowed 10, 10.1 yards per target. So just just an absolute abomination back there. And he's an older guy, of course, um, as we know, you know, he's one of the like eight year vets that's been on the Ravens practice squad for most of the year, but it's a, it's a weak group up the middle. It's a, it's a group that um, play action should be very effective against. They got biters and they got bad safeties. That's a great combination to beat the other team with play action. Um, Lamar doesn't turn his back to the field very much. This might be a game where he ends up under center more and, uh, and trying to run more play action looks. Especially as we established a run game. I think I expect Munkin to have us under center, uh, just straight up downhill football, especially in the beginning of the game, just establishing the run. Um, back to the tight end room. Um, I'm curious to see the deployment of Andrews and likely the percentage. Me personally, I want to see a one A, one B role, but I don't want to see Likely's role diminish due to Andrews. In a sense, I kind of want to see a seventy thirty split. I don't want to see Andrews. I don't want to see him in the meat of the game. I want to see him at the most crucial points, high leverage points, put our guy in our all pro. Other than that, I want to see likely to continue to grow his acumen, continue to grow his superstardom. He's, he's been terrific. I mean, just been absolutely absurdly good in the time he's played 11.5 yards per target, almost a perfect passer rating throwing to him in the last six weeks. Um, I would go the other direction. I'd say 70, 30 likely to Andrews. And I yes. put Andrews in on second down. That's what I do. I get I get likely run a route, go to the sideline, rest, come back out two plays later, run another route, and hopefully get the first down kind of thing if he if he needs to. But I I I'd use Andrews on second down. Did I not say uh likely 70? I, 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 I couldn't tell which way you meant. I thought you kind of meant that the that it was 70, 30 the other way, but we, we're in agreement then. All good, yeah. Likely definitely 70%, Andrews 30. Just okay. snap a super snap count, like you said. Second down. Take him out. 
just, yeah, just have him, like I said, high leverage because I don't want to see him ex- overexert himself, especially if he's really close to being maybe 90, 95%, especially for next week. I think that's kind of what we want to do. Then we can ramp him up to 50. High, high um, need for those tight ends to make sure they take care of the football in the middle of the field. <laughs> what I mean by that is, is the ball's going to be overthrown occasionally. You need you need to be very judicious about tipping that football. A lot of times, the the, the right play to do, particularly if the safety's bearing down on you, is just to let it go, and and then it's an incomplete, but it's not an interception. If you tip that, if you go up for that ball and tip it, the ball is in jeopardy. Yep. And you really really don't want to have that happen because there's not a lot of ways. Okay, there's there's relatively few ways the Ravens can lose this football game, but turnovers and losing a lot of high leverage plays in this game would be one of them. And really do not want to have that. Don't want a bunch of, you know, minimal gain fourth down opportunities. Um, I don't want to see, you know, the Ravens going for it four times on fourth down because they have to, obviously, because that means they're trailing. Right. But, uh, but, you know, we want to see fewer big chances. Yep. And it's more so about, I don't know, the balance per se. The weather is going to be a real factor, but Mm -hmm. I think, I think Lamar is going to be okay. I don't, I don't see this moment being too big or nothing is going to affect him. I feel like, I think he's just going to forget about the weather. I, I think he's that guy on the mission this year. There's no reason for him to not thrive. Um, back to your point about turn your back play action. I think that is going to be the key to this game, especially if we can get, a really all pro good running back like Dalvin Cook going. I think, like you mentioned, those slow leaks, maybe getting screens to him, getting those linebackers to really think about, okay, where's the ball going? Not really keying in on the guards too much because once you start keying in on guards, especially when they pull on a play action, that's when you start trying to go downhill and you get beat over the top or over the middle. So it's really big for the offense to stay balanced and see where we can get the running game going, especially early. Now you see, so you're buying into the Dalvin cook could provide the Ravens value uh, argument, aren't you? High leverage situations. Yes. I think okay. so. I think we continue to ride Gus Edwards. I don't want to make the mistake we did in 2019. We kind of put him in the doghouse after he fumbled in the Steelers game and it showed we got down early and we, I don't know. We didn't lean on him as much as I thought we should have. So I do want to see Gus in there early and often, but third down and third and long, second and long, I do want to see Dalvin Cook in there. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll see how that works out. I, I, if Dalvin Cook suddenly takes over the pass blocking role from Hill, I'd be a little bit surprised. Hill has been outstanding down the last few weeks, and I think they'll still want him to uh, – Play gadget gets get some uh, good receptions and some first downs off that. If I think if Cook is to be used, and I honestly think he might be used pretty sparingly still in this game, I think you know they they try and figure out what he's got left and give him between four and eight carries. If it really works out, I guess he could go up as high as about twelve carries. Well, but I, I I wouldn't see him with if if he got over twelve touches in this game, I'd be shocked. I think I would see. I would think uh, Justice Hill would move into a more Keaton Mitchell role, and we would see. Um, Dalvin moving to what Justice has been doing all year, I think personally. But like you said, Justice's blocking on third down has been 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Crucial this year in pass pro. So keeping that good balance of a really good threat out of the backfield and someone who's reliable in pass pro is definitely key. Yeah. All right. Um, so that, that's a uh, fair amount about the running backs there. Do you have another uh, matchup you want to talk about? Yep. I have... Lamar Jackson versus the seven-man passing uh, defense of Houston. I think we're not going to see too much pressure against Lamar this week. My anticipation is that they're going to sit and wait for him to make a mistake. Um, I don't see man too much either. They're going to have to keep their eyes on him if they want to win this game. Uh, There's no reason for you to turn your back. Once you turn the back, it's over. Good night. I think it's on to the way to the AFC Championship game if that's their formula. Um, I don't I think the reason why mainly is against the Dolphins. We saw that they picked up pressure well. They had a touchdown to likely on all out bits on fourth down. Um they had a bunch of plays where they were able to handle the blitz, block it, and get the ball delivered on time. So I think they're they're continuing to get better on the offensive line with communication, sliding pressure, I mean uh sliding protection, and also Justice Hill being crucial in that pass pro uh position as well. It almost goes without saying, but Lamar Jackson's got to be able to move around the pocket effortlessly like he has because there will be some morphing of it. They've got interior linemen that can get pushed. They've got they've got guys on the edges who can really provide problems for the offensive tackles that the Ravens have. So it's going to have to be a game where Lamar gets some has some ability to move around, uh, make space, and and make plays also that are that are by design. You know, play action takes a little bit of time to develop. It's not usually enough time to get a sack, but you can be in a position where the play action plays you don't see are the ones the quarterback has to move from his original spot. Right. So, uh, you know, we got to be Lamar's got to be very adaptable to that. Most of that, you know, most of when Lamar's been very good at that is when he keeps his eyes forward, mm-hmm. and 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 that's why he doesn't like to do it. I don't believe, and the Ravens don't really ask him to do it. Um, in terms of the turn your back play action is that it's just it's not it's a not natural for him to reacquire the field probably because he hasn't been doing it as much but it's also not natural for him not to be continually reacting to the clues he's getting from the defense and what they're what they're giving him so um i i, I honestly i think we'll see less of that i i i think they'll probably continue to run their run game out of shotgun i know you said you you anticipate a lot under center i think they want the read option and, mm-hmm. and in particular, when you've got this kind of a pass rush bearing down on you, I think you want the read option to to uh, uh, confuse your opponents. I think we'll see some draw plays in this game. That's something. And you mentioned that you know Keaton Mitchell role. Um, Hill would be great at that. And yep. Edwards would, would be good, too, in terms of allowing those edge rushers to get themselves out of position. Uh, one of the things you do with Hill is you flag for the Texans that this is more likely a pass play than a run play. And Hill is thought of as being the pass blocker. None of the other guys are. So he's the guy that they they would presumably want on the field. And so when they're expecting a pass play and he's back there looking like he's trying to pick up a blitzer, and then all of a sudden he gets the football and runs with it, that's a that's a you know a potential way to get a defensive end to rush himself out of the play. 
Same thing works for Lamar too, by the way, but but it, uh, it it was very effective with Mitchell early in the year in particular, and obviously we know why. Yep, for sure. Just to touch, touch on a turn-your-back play action, I think the whole concept of that play is you're looking for a spot rather than trying to reacquire the field and read. Yep. I think if you look at uh, how Tannehill did it with Tennessee, especially to A.J. Brown when they had it going with uh, Henry, he was throwing to the spot. I mean, every time it was right in the middle of the field. And I think maybe those spots aren't there. That might be the reason why we're not seeing it. Yeah. And, and honestly, as long as, as long as he can read the potential cues for windows closing, mm-hmm. then that's fine. But it's when windows close on play action um, that, that you, that you have a problem. You throw to a spot and you see your guy is leading the trailing coverage going to that spot the quarterback kind of fine tunes his throw. He's like turning the knob to the to the exact point he wants to throw a dart that will beat the coverage guy and and be in a position where his receiver can catch the ball. The problem, and this is where the interceptions happen, is it's the other side where that player is closing incrementally faster. Now he's running at at speed to to close that window, and then the receiver is also running towards him. So the catch up the catch-up differential in speed is very small. The closing the window speed is very fast, and that's where interceptions come from. So I'm, 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 there has to be some analysis of the field that still goes on after he turns his back to it, turns his back, back to reacquire the field. <laughs> and uh, and I just, I, you know, I, 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 I'm very interception conscious in this game. Mm-hmm. One of the nice things about what's gone on this year, I think, is Lamar's avoided interceptions by throwing a lot more balls outside the numbers than he had in past years. Which has been, I you know, I think a big improvement in his in his game, and I think part of that is with Andrews not being available, good portion of the season that's given Lamar the opportunity to go to his receivers, go to his playmakers, expand his game a little bit. I think some people cringe at that notion, but it's real. I think it's a real notion that Lamar has expanded his game because Andrews is not here now that he's back in. I don't want to see him go back to his old habits. I want to continue to see him progress on that. Do you fear that? Do you fear that might happen now with Andrews back? Or do you kind of feel like if Lamar couldn't pick it up from the last six weeks that distributing the football around is very effective? I think I just I'd be really surprised if he if he falls back into old habits. And that goes back Andrews. and that goes back into my point with the snap count between him yeah. and like the 70-30, just to limit that just Let's continue to keep the offense humming how it was without him. Yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, if they if they can make him a play action threat on second down, yep. you know, and, and you get into a bunch of second and five, second and six situations where it's not clear whether you're going to run or pass, uh, you know, it's a it's a really good play for place for Andrews. It's also a good place for Likely, by the way. No reason why Likely can't run a lot of those same routes. But uh, it was almost like you want Andrews to be on the running downs, kind of not kind of fool him a little bit, you know, because you're expecting you're all pro to. The one that's right off IR, take him to, you know, get him catches. But I think I think the Ravens have a really good game plan and for that that rotation for sure. Yeah, mix them up, keep their hands warm. Uh, yep. I like that. I've got one more. If if you're are you done with yours? I've got one more big one. Yep, go ahead. And that's the the the. I think holding up against the Houston rush is going to be central in here. They have to do enough against that Houston rush that the Ravens can still stay multiple. Mm-hmm. despite concerns about the weather. So they're probably going to need to run the ball effectively. And and Houston, by the way, 
Um, doesn't really have anybody on the defensive interior who's a particularly good run defender. In fact, if you look at PFF's rankings, there are 140 guys who have played a minimum of essentially 20% of the snaps, we'll call it. It's 20% of the maximum snaps, so I always hate labeling it incorrectly. But they don't have anybody ranked higher than 62nd in the National Football League in their run defense metric. That's and- I, it's it's terrible, and and you know for a playoff team that's that's one of the final eight to to be that. I mean they're all quite bad as as they uh, grade them out, and it looks like PFF this year has kind of fixed their midpoint a little better. Uh, eh, it still looks a little bit lower. So they've got their one guy who's at like a fifty nine rating, Khalil Davis, might be an above average run defender, but uh, uh, in general, I, I'd say the uh, uh, the group is 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 quite poor. There and they've they've probably benefited from good edge setting. If if I had to guess, in terms of of how that um, run has been shut down, because they I know you know Will Anderson for example has been good there. Uh, it's it, I, I Lamar moving around the pocket is all part of this, but just the Ravens have to remain multiple. If they if it becomes a run only game, that really favors Houston. Even though I don't think Houston's run game is particularly good. So if both quarterbacks are, are shut down. I still think it it lessens the deficit between these two teams. So I think the Ravens are have a have a big advantage in the game, and you turn that into a small advantage if if it's a running only game. Do you anticipate them having the rotation into the playoffs at tackle? You know that's a really good question. I don't ha- I don't have a you know eyesight into that. I, I, they may decide to just you know go as they are in terms of of. Uh, uh, how they look in the game. Moses and Stanley have practiced all week. You know, there hasn't been any question of them, you know, being limited or anything for any any part of this. Uh, so it may be they're, they're finally ready to go, uh, or it may be that Moses still has a shoulder injury he's nursing and would really do well to be replaced, in which case I, I think they'll do the same thing on both sides. I think they'll they'll have some snaps from McCary and some snaps from, from uh, Fa'olele. I'm not really opposed to the idea of, Putting them in, in probably the second quarter or non, there's okay. There's no such thing as non-important drives. No, <laughs> but I think uh, less high leverage plays, less high leverage uh, drives. Like obviously, end of quarters, end of halves, we're putting in our top guys. Up, but, up twenty-one, nothing in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that, yeah. those are all fine. But That's yeah, fine. <laughs> it's uh, what they've done this year in terms of that rotation is they've never had it so that both McCary and Faalele are on the same on the field at the same time, unless it's garbage time. Mm-hmm. So what they'll do is they'll they'll stagger the rotation such that Fa'ale, or sorry, McCary will come in for Stanley first, and then Faalele will come in for Moses on the next series. Right, and that's I mean it's been working so far having a. Yeah. Uh, one person to be able to help is better than two. Yeah. All right. Anything else we want to talk about before we we'll go off air here? Um, I'm just really excited to see this offense. I've, we've been anticipating it for almost three weeks now. Um, if not four years. Yeah. I think it's been a long way coming. We talked about it in the last podcast. Uh, this is the year that Lamar Jackson has to really, I don't know. If next year he, it's a really tough question. What's going to happen if they don't win this game? Right. Well, most of most of the team's going to be gone next year. Uh, yeah. A lot of the a lot of snaps are going to be gone in free agency. So uh, the opportunities now, and and you know it'll be an exciting reset without rebooting. They're, they're, they don't have to start from scratch next year because you have Lamar, but they are going to have to go with some young guys at a whole lot of positions. 
where now they have very talented veteran players and very cheap uh, free agents. Uh, that won't be true next year. Next year they're going to be they're going to be paying for a, a bunch of players. Uh, they may also have the opportunity to pick up some new bargain bin players, but the current bargain players like Van Noy and Clowney, uh, they're going to be gone and they're going to be elsewhere where they can make a few dollars. Yep, and I, I'm honestly I'm confident in Lamar. Uh, just seeing how he's been approaching this week, all over media, the Ravens videos they've been put it out. He's been super loose playing around, so I expect him to play well. Like I mentioned earlier, I don't think the cold is going to affect him. I think he's been waiting on this moment pretty much all his life, and this is time for him to shine and get us to that AFC Championship game and take us home. And hopefully another moment at that point. So this this one, uh, it's a it's a it's a station stop. It's hopefully not the final stop for this Ravens uh, uh, journey this year, but uh, be very exciting. And uh, it'll be cold out there, folks. And and uh, I'd still say try and make sure you go and be loud if you can. Uh, twenty five degrees or twenty degrees is 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 bad, but it's not that bad compared to some of the other stuff the Ravens have done on the road in the playoffs. So uh, uh, they played some great football there when they've had to, and uh, and I, th- I think they're in their position to do it well again here against a against the Houston team that is is good, but frankly is just not in the same league with the Ravens. Yeah, they backed in and going against Cleveland. I think, um, yeah, it's going to be an amazing game. I'm really excited for it. I don't. I've, I know we said this off air. I don't think I've been this anxious for a game in a long time yeah yeah it's uh it's, it certainly evokes that frazier uh always great doing the show with you tell folks where they can talk with you online you guys can reach me at x slash twitter at f underscore r-a-v-e-8 that's f underscore rave eight okay other folks out there if you'd like to be on a film study short hit me up on twitter um co- potentially a bye week coming up even if it's not, we've got an off-season coming up at some point, and I'd love to talk to you then about whatever you're passionate about. And this is that time of the year where it's good to get that multi-part episode in. So you want to talk about some evolution of the game or some uh, trend in the economics of the game or this or that, and something maybe it takes multiple episodes. That's a fantastic time for to, to do it, and I'll be looking to set up some of those series with people. I'll have a different probably set of off-season series that I've had. I'll have all the usual stuff, and I'll probably have a couple different things. It uh, won't necessarily dig into the history or greatest games ever, but it'll probably be something different uh, and always looking for that fan interaction. And your own personal experiences is always something I'm looking to to, to uh, uh, grab onto. So if you have a specific thing you want to talk about, it may evolve into a series of, of, of such shows, and I'd really love to uh, uh, get that started with you. For Frazier Tapar, this is Ken McCusick saying goodbye. We'll talk to you next week, we hope, on Matchups. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.